Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And this is Dirty Roses Podcast, where two girls from the City of Roses discuss love, lust, and perception. And we got two very different perspectives. That's right, because my girl Nick B is a long-term habitual dater. Oh, for real? That's what we're doing? I mean, girl, it's facts. Okay, you're right. And my girl Lee Larie was tied down and now newly single and don't know a thing about dating. Dang. Well, here we are taking our friends' dating stories and having real-life conversations. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And welcome to Dirty Roses Podcast. Today, we are bringing up a topic that has been talked about, asked about quite a few times. Um, And we actually saw another podcast um, that posed this question with a really great conversation starter. It's called Tonight's Conversation. So shout out to those folks who do that podcast. Um, Love that show. They have some really controversial topics that I love to almost follow up on. I post, I reshare their stuff a lot because it really drives some good conversations. Hence their title. Um, But one of the things that they brought up was an episode where a young lady was asking a question and she had asked, will my boyfriend or this guy that I'm talking to, will he ever like me more than his girlfriend? And the guy's response was, hell the fuck no. He may like you more, but he does not love you. And he loves right. her. He's never going to leave her. Why in, Why in your thought process did you ever think that a man who was in a relationship was going to like you or love you more than the person he's with or chose to be with? Um, and so it's a, um, it is a conversation that a lot of people have um and actually were asked by a friend of ours um to bring up this topic because a guy was asking i am in a relationship and i was also dating somebody outside of my relationship probably shouldn't have been but the girl took it as you're gonna leave your girlfriend for me or you're gonna leave your partner to be with me and it was one of those things that he was like bitch why you thought that and it was he's like why would she ever think that and he's asking me these questions legitimately like why would she think that and it came to a point where it's like when you're dating a person that's in a relationship right when you're dating a married person a person in in a long-term relationship do you have an expectation that they're going to leave their partner for you do you have the expectation that they love you or like you more because they are willing to cheat on their person with you do you feel on a pedestal because they chose to to be with you outside of their marriage? Like, what is the thought process? Are there roles that you're supposed to play that you should know about? So Nick B, um, have you heard about this? Have you experienced it? Have you witnessed it where like a married man has hit on you, wanted to be with you? Have you dated somebody intentionally on accident, whatever, that was in a relationship? I have so many, so many examples of this. So I'll first start by saying yes. Not only have I uh, been in that that situation uh-huh. knowingly and unknowingly um i have a lot of experience and i feel like in my early 20s i know there was a situation where um i had rekindled with a guy that i hung out with in in undergrad okay you know he was never never really my boyfriend but he him and i always kind of had that understanding that we liked each other okay and so then after graduation years has gone by and um, and when I say years, I'm saying maybe like five years at this point. So mm-hmm. easily in my early, in my mid twenties now. And, uh, we, we rekindled and at some point he did tell me, and now I reached out to him, by the way, okay. it's not like he went out looking for me. I, I 
purposely went looking for him, but I had okay. no idea he was married. Okay, gotcha. He did tell me he was married. A couple, you know, conversations, messages back and forth. But, you know, oh my God, so happy you're back in my life. I've missed you. I've always thought about you. All these things. And it was a little nostalgic. It was easy to reminisce on the good old days. And fall back into those habits. You know, fall back into those habits. Fall back into that feeling. And especially when you are no longer in the same state as this person, it's easy to forget that this person has a person. Gotcha. And, you know, it's it's almost a out of sight, out of mind situation. Right. And from what I understood of the situation, he was unhappy. Mm. Um, he was looking for a way to leave the situation, but you know, you don't just leave marriages one day, right? Because you wake up and decide it's a process, right? right. Not only an emotional, intellectual process, but a literal process through the courts. You don't right. just decide today you're you don't want to be me, right? That and so I fell for the okie doke. I fell for the I must be the exception, not the rule. Mm. And I fell for the, you know, he always liked me then and he still likes me now. And uh, he actually flew out to um, to where I was in Oregon. We spent a week together. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, his wife was under the impression that he was there on a work trip. He told me he was like, well, this is what I'm going to tell her because I don't know how else to explain why I'm going where I'm going. Okay. It wasn't that. Um, I paid for him to come out. He paid for these things. So he needed a way to explain, but he didn't want to just tell his wife, hey, I'm going to see another woman. Right. But me, I'm looking at it as we are starting our relationship. And I wasn't very young-minded, not taking into consideration he hasn't closed this chapter right. before he's trying to dive into a new one. But again, I'm thinking I'm the exception. Right. So, um, you know, we have this wonderful week. We go around town. It's just, it's great. It's out of town love. Right, uh, right, 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 of course. Reality set back in for me when he returned and I received a phone call from her at, while I was at work. No. Yes. And so we had a whole conversation and I mean, I felt like a complete ass. Absolutely. I did because absolutely I was in the wrong. I can take ownership for that. Okay. Essentially he wasn't done with his relationship, but right. I can take ownership for her for playing a part in that. And it was the last time that I ever wanted to be that person. I never wanted to be that girl. I'm not even going to sit here and say that he sold me wolf tickets that, you know, we were going to run off into the sunset. I just right. wanted it to be what it was. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, after talking with her, she was, of course, devastated. And I was truthful and honest with her. I didn't try to sugarcoat it and be like, no, I didn't know he was here. We never hung out. I don't even know. I didn't do that. I, I wasn't going to make her feel like she was crazy because he's telling her the version of the story he wants her to, right. to think it is. I I was honest and I was truthful. And of course that resulted in him never speaking to me again. And, you know, I was the one in the wrong and you, you ruined my family. They're still together and married to this day. Of course. I understand. Of course. But, um, how did you get your information? That's a great question. I don't, I believe at the time that she probably looked at the phone log. I'm oh, sure they okay. have like a, you know, you could go back and look at yep, the yep. phone call. Yeah. Okay. And you start seeing this number that's repeated and it's a, the same it's number. Oregon. It's an out of state number. It's an Oregon number. And oh, my husband just came back from Oregon. And right. who is this person he's constantly talking to? So I'm sure she connected the dots. You know, us women, we're not stupid. Right. That's and right. so, you know, she, she put it together rightfully so. So from that moment on, I knew I never wanted to be that person again. Mm-hmm. And yet I had found myself so many times caught up in a situation like that where going forward I wasn't willing to be a participant of, gotcha. of this 
but I was kind of tricked mm. into okay some situation. Gotcha. And I can talk more about that, but I'm curious, have you ever had anything like that happen to you? No, I was, you know, I was married for a long time and I think uh he I want to say I told myself that he had not stepped out, but I think looking back that there are situations where I'm like, I think he did. He's currently dating somebody who I think was a situation that happened during our marriage. Um, but for me personally, like I think um I get approached by a lot of men that are in relationships. Um, and a lot of guys who are who had had crushes on me from years ago, um, who have now known that I'm single and now are reapproaching me like, dang, I've always wanted to holler at you, I've always wanted to talk to you, yada, yada, yada. But they are now in relationships. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, I've been wanting you for years, so who cares about my current relationship? I still want you. And I'm like, but are you willing to leave that relationship to, you know, to to see if this is a thing? And of course, they never are. But they tell me they're unhappy, all these things. And I'm like, I hear all the things about people, but people being unhappy or people not being satisfied in the relationship, but they're still not leaving. And it's so it's it's one of those situations where it's like, do I do I invest time or energy into a person who I know probably is not gonna leave their situation, who I can only talk to at certain times of the day? Um and I'm not gonna say that I haven't conversed with people. Um I have it we have that age old question or that that theory, you're single until you're married. So there's quite a few people yeah. who have hollered at me who are dating people living with people but they're not married so then it's like yeah do i do i step over that boundary of talking to somebody who is living with somebody do i talk to somebody who is in a long-term relationship with somebody even though you know i don't know if it's going to go anywhere and in reality i'm not really interested in those people any those particular people that have been hitting on me um that are in those situations i've had quite a few guys who are having are in relationships and have had fresh babies and are hollering at me and I'm, I'm like, I don't know that's, if that's a thing, but it's happened more than once, like several times where yeah. a guy's got like a brand new baby and they're at me hard. And I'm like, but you're living with the girl. You just had a baby. That to oh, me yeah. is so disrespectful because it's like either you're lacking sex and you want something from somebody else or you don't care about this person that you just made a child with. Like what, yeah. what does that look like? Um, and so, yeah, that's been kind of my my thing right now where I'm like, tiptoeing around certain things like they're not married but do I continue this conversation I have known them for a long time so do I have privilege over somebody else like you know I don't I don't know where to play that game at and I, I you know I, and I'm I'm weary of the karma that comes along with it um can't say that I'll, it'll never happen I don't know but you know the karma the karma I I feel like sometimes when I evaluate am I still single today because this is my karma you know, like, so I absolutely hear you on yeah. how karma weighs on our psyche. Right. Um, especially when I think about the situations that I consider myself kind of tricked into, but not, I mean, tricked into. Like, this one guy that I was seeing who told me that he had already filed for a legal separation. Oh, right. Okay. And so I dated him with the pretense that mm. he's legally separated, therefore the divorce is just around the corner. Right. Little did I know that that was all made up. He hadn't even filed. Wow. For, and so I think I'm like, okay, here here I go again. Mm. And kind of diving into something before the chapter was actually closed. Right. I'm like, is but that, that was unknowingly. Is that... It was unknowingly. Yeah. But again, it's like, well, I didn't ask, are you, I did ask, are you divorced? The answer right. to that question was no. Uh-huh. The answer that I got was, I guess, still me jumping the gut. 
in the sense that you know he's he's still not technically married and the point of going through the um the legal separation that could still go either way he could decide that they want to go back to okay. their marriage and make it work or they could decide to continue with an actual divorce but right. nonetheless the chapter wasn't over so then, and so i think about situations like that yeah so then i wonder then is there like a is there a time frame like do we do we say a hard stop at if you're not divorced it's a no or if it's a separation it's okay because i know people that have been separated for years who just haven't filed for divorce or haven't gone through the whole process what does it make you wonder why though that's true make, doesn't that make you doesn't it make you wonder why i mean now to be fair i have family members that you know they were separated from their spouse for a long time and they they just didn't they didn't finish it right and important to them um simply because maybe they hadn't found somebody new yet for it to be important mm. um so it makes you i guess it depends um right i have a family member right now who's been now in the state of oregon they don't they're not required to do legal separation no. but they have been separated from their spouse not living together not sharing mm. bills um rings off that's been happening for well over five plus years wow they just simply haven't finished the paperwork i don't know if it's financial or if it's because the person that they want there's nobody that they're running off to that they're like i can't marry the next one until i'm legally divorced so Mm. i guess we'll get to that when we get to that and it's interesting you say that because in my particular situation we separated we were separated for i would say about 11 months before the divorce was final Mm -hmm. but we actually started the divorce process within a few months of being separated um Mm -hmm. and to me in my mind me thinking well there's still a possibility that we can get back together like maybe we just need to separate so we can figure things out and see how life is separate you know like i never saw myself getting divorced i never and to me honestly i never saw myself getting separated because i thought that was like you do things when you're separated that you should not be doing while you're married so that's like an excuse to do stuff and so, but in me trying to save my marriage and I was like willing to do the, the therapy and the counseling and all those, I was like, let's figure it out. Like, do you need time to figure yourself out so you can come back as a whole unit and be better together Um, was kind of where my thought process was. So I wasn't moving fast enough with the divorce. Now I had threatened divorce several times. I didn't fill out paperwork. I had to sit on my computer, but I never filed it. Right. And so in my mind, there was no rush. I mean, financially, it made more sense for us to stay married tax wise you know kid benefits and all those things you know made sense for us to stay married you know insurance reasons all those things um I wasn't in a rush and even when we decided that we may not be getting back together I was like I still wasn't in a rush because it's still marriages are still somewhat of like a business relationship too right and so wasn't in a rush Mm -hmm. he rushed it he pushed it through like he was really pressed about getting this divorce finalized and I could not understand why and of course lo and behold he's dating somebody now um, that he so had, had a reason to move it along. I feel like that. And that's, I feel like that was the yeah. reason, but I feel like had that other person not been in the picture, maybe the, the pressure for filing right away would not have been there. There might've mm-hmm. been a reconciliation possibly, but he had somebody else that mm-hmm. he needed to finalize his process with so he could be with that person. And maybe that person yeah. was pressuring. I don't know. Um, but I just, you know, I do, I do. I just wonder like how many people stay in limbo. And, and for what reasons? And I like for you, do you think that marriage is as traditional as it used to be back in the day? Or even was it actually as honored as we thought it was? I think now looking back 
on what I thought marriage was. I think I had a misunderstanding okay. of what marriage was. And I okay. think that's because growing up, um, you know, the 80s, the 90s, we are sold the Disney stories, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're given the fairy tales. And not having, um, at that point in our lives, a vast understanding of what it takes to make a relationship work, uh-huh. of what it takes to make a marriage work, right. of what being a wife looks like, of being um, of service to someone other than yourself. Those things are not shown in the fairy tales, right. books, right. movies. You don't see that. You see happily ever after. And so mm-hmm. our I, our concept of what it means to be married is that you're gonna meet a couple frogs along the way. Sure, <laughs> you gotta kiss them. But eventually, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kiss the right toad. One right. <laughs> and, and that that man's gonna grow up and to be your everything, and you're gonna be happy, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be no conflict, and there's it's just gonna be marital bliss, and you're gonna be the Cosby's as we see them on TV. Right. I didn't want to be a Huxtable or member of of yeah, that right. covenant, and for what we saw on TV, right? So like we all wanted that successful husband in our own successful career, and right? children that we co-parented well together right right. that was the example yeah absolutely but what what we never really saw is kind of what reality looked like Mm. and 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 so now growing up and having been through relationships and meeting different people of different walks of life i just i don't really know Mm -hmm. if marriages work and and I think in the beginning, yeah. marriages, of course, were absolutely a business transaction. Right. They were never they were never initially centered around love. Today, right. that's what we look at marriages centered around right. love. Right. But understanding that what love looks like in the beginning versus loving someone five years in, ten years in, fifteen, twenty, right. All that changes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you love the person any less. It's just what that love is right. different than what it was in the beginning. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And I what are your thoughts? I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm just wondering because like I'm thinking about it. like we talk about like how our grandparents are married and they, you know, stayed in that that log cabin in the house and, you know, out on the, the fields or whatever. They had the, the happy marriage mm-hmm. and they stayed together for 45, 50, 60, 70 years. But then when you look back, you'd be like, well, Big Papa was out here. He had three different families and, and Big Mama, she, they, she wasn't happy. You know, she was cussing them out every other week and cutting his balls, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like they dealt with a lot. They didn't. Everybody talks about wanting that marriage. But was that marriage really healthy or was it because we didn't have social media? We didn't have television that was showing you breakups and all these things. And, you know, people didn't get divorced because, like you said, the business transaction like it as a woman back in the day. You weren't allowed to do anything. You had to watch your husband. Care of you, right? You couldn't yeah. get a bank account. You couldn't get a job. You couldn't all those things. So when Grandmama was married to old boy or Grandpa, it was because mm-hmm. she had to be because she could not have anything without yeah. the man in the house. Have any other choices, right? And then right. once we get into you- these newer generations, you get more and more divorces. You get more and more people talking about I don't need a you know I don't need a partner. So then you're like, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. And then after my experience, I'm like. I don't know if I'd ever want to get married again because I don't know how I feel about it. I always said that I I kind of want the situation like what we saw Yandy on Love and Hip Hop New York mm. where her and Mendezes, they got married. They had a celebration. They had right. a ceremony. They got married in front of God or I don't know if they were in a church, but they definitely had right. one officiate their wedding. And they had this magical wedding only to find out they actually never signed papers. Right. And... and what I liked about that is that uh-huh. 
they were acknowledging that at this point in their lives, this is who I want to be committed to. Right. I'm telling all um, all these people in front of them that you, I choose you. Right. Right. They're there to celebrate that love. They, I'm not even gonna say that they're just simply going through the motion, uh-huh. but they're absolutely going through the motions without having that legal bind to it, which mm-hmm. takes a little bit of pressure off too. So that if you decide that, you know what, I no longer want to have this commitment to you, it's a little less messy. That part. It's, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they later did finally sign they did. legal yeah. documents. Yeah. And I know that the reason that they didn't sign in the beginning absolutely had to do with legal issues he was having. Right, right. So I understood that, but I kind of fell in love with that concept. Right. And, you know, people say, oh, you don't get married just to have the ceremony and to have the party. But I'm like, well, today, yeah, that's kind of people go up to debt. Yeah. Yeah. People are not they're going into debt for um for weddings. Yeah. They are um they're getting married also for the wrong reason. Uh-huh. I think some people are getting married because they think it's the point in their life when they should be getting married. And this is, mm. you know, the age that I'm supposed right. to have these things do go through these emotions right and so i'm not opposed to meeting my someone um absolutely committing to them but if we choose to not sign documentations that doesn't mean i love you any less right and i hear a lot of people say that it's just paper it's not it's nothing should change but everybody feels like it changes once you sign that document well you can answer that you can answer that question you know from mm-hmm. the day you signed your documents and being your ex's wife right did anything change for you i think for me personally nothing changed it was still the same the part that the only part that got changed was the feeling that i couldn't just walk away um the feeling that's important, yeah but yeah it is and it was like it was the feeling of almost being trapped like not that anything in our dynamic of our relationship changed like we still did the same things we still went the same places we still interacted with each other the same way there was nothing that changed with us it was more of that yeah. feeling of what happens if things go bad and I can't just walk away and as we grew in our relationship and as things and time went on, you know, you develop more um, assets together. You develop more things that mm-hmm. have to be split and it becomes real complicated to be able to just walk away. And I feel I feel like um, that for me and maybe for him, too, because, you know, he had talked about with me. We talked about this later that he was nervous after we got married. It was like, dang, we, we did it. Like now what? You know, kind of a thing. And he had nerves. He was nervous after the fact. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a wedding ceremony. We were going to have like a small ceremony in his uncle's backyard. We went to the courthouse to get the paperwork and they were like, hey, for five more dollars, you can do it here. And we were like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do it here. And we just got married in the courthouse that day. <laughs> Pretty much. We were like, save us all the other troubles, you know. And while I say we lasted a lot longer than people who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their weddings, yeah. you know, it still didn't work out. So it did. I mean, at the end of the day, where did it, you know, didn't get yeah. us anywhere differently. Um, Yeah. But I mean, then when you signed another set of documents, then ending. Yeah. And if we're really going to say that, oh, marriage is nothing, then I'm not saying you're saying that. Right, right, right. If, if the thought process is, oh, marriage is nothing more than some paper. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, now that you've signed paperwork saying you're no longer, mm-hmm. how does that also, I mean, obviously you guys are in a different place and right. it's not like you you care for each other in the same manner, even if you may always love each other. Uh-huh. You are in the role you played in each other's lives. Right. Um, it, that same sheet of paper essentially got signed going the other way, and that's impactful. But why isn't it impactful when you sign it in the beginning? 
I think because you're in love and you're building and it's exciting to go into something brand new. By the time that you're signing it on the back end, you now have developed a hate for this person. You dislike this person. You want to get away from this person. There's all the negative things where it's like, I resent you. You ruined my life. You know, now we've got kids, you know, all those things that is like, yeah. you got to sign this paper and it's ending something that we started out as beautiful and it's ending yeah. something and we're ending on a note that we despise each other, that we now have to figure out how to live our separate lives, you know, that we didn't plan on doing. And now we've got to do it with kids and we got to figure out how to raise these kids without impacting them negatively with our negative thoughts and our negative interactions. It's like a mm-hmm. total, it's like, it's like the polar opposite almost like you're, you're happy go lucky. And then you're like, I fucking hate you. Sign these paperwork, but I hate that we're signing these papers because I didn't really want to sign these papers kind of a situation. So I felt like, like, had we not got married, it would have been an easier split. I don't know if it would have been easier after all these years because it's still, you're still like you're married. You know what I'm saying? Like in some states, like in Oregon, we have common law. In Alabama, there's common law. Some states, they don't have common law. But here, you know, you definitely can, you know, be, I think Oregon has common law. Don't quote me on that. But um, but in common law states, like you can, you can have marriage benefit without being married. Yeah. Um, so it still makes it difficult to split sometimes um, when you live in common law states. But I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I was just going to say, kind of going back to our listener letter. I don't know if we really listener letter. Or right, right. It was more of a listener interest. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they talked about the why, why does the woman mm. think she, why does she think that? Yes. And that, and I'm curious, like what advice, especially coming out of a marriage, mm-hmm. would you give to some, to another woman who thinks that she has a place mm-hmm. essentially in your marriage? Um, I mean, I, I might be a bad example because that he's... <laughs> I, like, I might be a bad example because apparently the woman had a place. Um, but, uh, I feel like in most scenarios and even like in the situation that you, the example that you gave, right, where the guy told you he was separated, but really wasn't. And I think you've told this story before, like where they renewed their vows and everything. Yeah. Right. So I think two different guys. But yeah, mm, I'm telling you, it's like it. But I think um, the advice is that you are not the wife. You are not who he chose to be with. You are choose. You are who he chooses to be with to escape a temporary uh, discomfort in his marriage. So you you are you are a temporary satisfaction in a permanent place. Um, so he's gonna be he's married. He's gonna be married. He's gonna stay married. Especially if there's kids involved or other things that yeah. Uh, I think an affair, a person that's cheating on somebody, is definitely like they're unhappy with something right now, and they're looking for something to fill them up and fill a void or make them feel good in the moment. But they're always going to go back yeah. to the long-term love that they have for that person. And so yeah, I say for, for women, you know, maybe even men, I don't, I don't know how men feel when they're messing with a married woman. But as a, as a woman, you, like you always say, women want to be the exception and not the rule, right? Like they want to be the one that says, like, he's unhappy in his marriage, so he came to me and I'm going to give him all the things that she couldn't. Not really. You know what I'm saying? You're going to give him sex. You're going to give him some attention. You're going to give him some time. And then he's going to go home. And he's going to feel, he's going to feel filled. He's going to feel like he feels happy. He's going to take that happiness that you gave him and give it to his wife. And so it's like, where do you feel like you're going to get anything from that in return except for a temporary comfort from 
a man that's permanently with somebody else. Um, yeah. And I think that women who intentionally date men that are married need to know their role. Like if, if that's the goal, if your goal is to marry someone, date with somebody that's married, you need yeah. to know your role. Like your role is to shut the fuck up and, and you, do your stuff on the side. That, that's very true. Men are okay with being a band-aid on a broken leg. Mm. Some women are okay with just being a band-aid. They don't necessarily want your man. Mm. They are okay with sending him home when they're done with him. That's true. And I I know I'm not one of those people right. comfortable with that. I don't I don't want to send you back. If I'm investing in you, I, I'm buying to. I don't not, I don't want to rent you. Right, buy, right, right, right. And but I mean, there are some women who are in stages of their life right now where they're saying, you know what? It's not my responsibility to manage mm. your relationship. Mm. And I know that me myself, I've been right. in. I've seen myself in situations where I felt that I cared more about the sanctity of their relationship than the man did. And I'm, and then I think back about it. I was like, is that my place? Is that right, my whose responsibility? Like, is it to who's who? It's I believe it's ultimately his, okay. you know, or whoever is married, right? Um, okay. Where where yes, the single person that's playing a part in the relationship, you know, karma will come back to get you. You know, this, mm-hmm. it, you know, right and wrong. We're right, not, right. Not kids in that regards. But if the if the person in the relationship doesn't respect their relationship, is it the responsibility of somebody else too? Mm. I mean, okay. that's that's a solid question. Yeah. So di- remember during our episode of uh, Friends of Benefits, when our guest had shared the story about she was messing with a guy and his girlfriend walked in or the other woman yep. walked in and the other woman. We don't know what, what role what she role was. Played. Right. But she was another woman. And she said that she did not owe that woman any loyalty or any. She was not responsible for that woman. He was. And so right. while the woman right. walked in and tried to, you know, engage with her, she was like, I don't owe you nothing. You talk to him. Yeah. So exactly. While. You know, that makes sense. It's like, I don't like not I, but the the outside woman or the outside person does not owe the the, the non-cheating the spouse, the marriage. They don't know that that thing, any responsibility. But is there a level of morality or a level of something that they owe just in general to be like, I'm not going to do that to another yeah. person's relationship? I think that boils down to girl code guy code right these codes that we have that really sit around your moral compass mm. um but everybody's moral compass looks different right? that's very true so where for for me if um if, if i have a friend if i have a, if i have somebody that i'm seeing uh-huh. and i find out that this person is married i can my moral compass is like okay well this is sober this has been fun right right i think you're cool Right. Me up if you are ever if you ever find yourself single. Right. But and so that's my moral. Actually, I wouldn't say that if I, if you ever find yourself single because now I know because <laughs> you're a traitor. <laughs> right. Because you're so so you're don't hit me up when you become single. You you're you're kind of a piece of crap. Uh huh. The list is a good fuck, and that could just be a hookup if they're single. Yeah. <laughs> you're like no. Hard to say. A moral compass is all over the place sometimes. Um, but yeah, it really does boil down to your personal moral compass. Right. I do not believe that it is the responsibility right. of the single person to manage how the the married person chooses to manage their married relationship, right. their, their marriage. Right. But you would hope that your moral compass would say, you know what? I can empathize. Uh-huh. It, 
if he if he were to do this to her, the person he chose to take vow right with the, the person he chose to spend his life with, if he's willing to do that with someone he loves, mm -hmm. what is he willing to do that to someone that he just likes? Mm. And do you are you comfortable with being uh, just alike with somebody who has someone that they love that they can treat that way? They can right. discredit their feelings mm. and emotions regardless of wherever they are in their marriage. It's still mm -hmm. their marriage to work through. And for you to to stand up and say for better or worse, but then when worse comes around, yeah, you go look for better somewhere else. Is that really the stand-up guy that you hope to have in your current situation? That, for me, mm -hmm. that answer is no. So then so then we say that, but then okay, so there's no loyalty, there's no responsibility on the person that's mm -hmm. outside the marriage. However, does that person have the right or um the the flexibility to then speak up, want more, do what is what is that what's the rule then? Because I don't owe that person anything. So should I should I be able to demand stuff? Should I be able to demand more time? Should I be able to demand that you see me more than the other person? I mean, you can always make demands. That doesn't mean they're going to be met. True. You know, you you can always uh, want. You can put that. You can put down your your Christmas list. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to what you're going to get under the tree that year. Um, <laughs> Dear Santa, gonna, please be like Dear Santa. Can you please? Um, can you please make it so my 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 boyfriend doesn't see his wife and kids as much? Because I want to I want to um let's spend time. I want to go on trips. <laughs> I want to go on. Oh, I'm gonna go to the Tillamook Cheese Factory. Why would the Tillamook Cheese Factory be the destination <laughs> for your cheating affair? Please take me to the Cheese Factory. Blow holes in my Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> I want your cheddar in my bay. <laughs> I cannot. Go ahead and give me that cherry board. <laughs> I heard they make pepperoni sticks too. <laughs> Why are we like this? Um, but no, seriously. Okay, so with that being said, and we've had conversations with other guests. Um, like, does the person who is the non-cheater in the relationship have an obligation to try to? Fix or fill the void that the cheater person was filling with the other person. Like, if they're going to stay married. Okay, so like, so for a married couple, right? And we'll just say this first. The guy's cheating, right? He's cheating because he's his unhappy. Name, his name is Peter. Okay, Peter, they're cheating on Peter. Is, is cheating on who? Jane. Jane. Peter is cheating Wait, let's on Jane. Her name. Gotcha. We'll, don't call him Peter. Peter the cheater. But what will her name be? She got to be something better than Jane. You know what I'm saying? Because I see why Jane's getting cheated on. Because she playing. Jane. She playing. So what we call her? Because she playing. No wonder Jane. Bonquisha. <laughs> Peter the cheater. Bonquisha. Come on, Bonquisha. Yes. He's cheating on her because he can't spell that. That's why I would cheat on Bonquisha because I don't know how to spell the wife's name. Okay. And we call her. Pete. Let's just call her. Kiki. Do you love me? Are you right? Hey. Her name will be Kiki. Kiki. Okay. Okay. So, so Peter was cheating on KK with Jane, with with playing Jane, with playing no, Jane. Try again with Bonquisha. No, fine, because he can't spell our name anyway. Right. Black. He don't care right. about her. Okay. Peter is cheating on Kiki with Bonquisha, right? Yeah. Peter is cheating on Kiki because she doesn't give him enough attention. They're not having enough sex. He feels like she emasculates him, whatever. He goes to Bonquisha. They have frequent sex, or every time they see each other, they have sex. Bone. I can't say her name is Bone. Right. 
I can't say that they're having frequent sex because, again, you only see them when you see them. So when they see each other, they have sex, but it's not frequent because it's only when they see each other. Um, but they're having sex. She's making him feel good. She's boosting his ego, all these things. Is it Kiki's responsibility then to say, I'm trying to fix my marriage. I need to have more sex with my husband. I need to encourage him more. I need to, you know, do these extra things that I'm not already doing or that he's getting from Bonquisha to save my marriage. Is it her responsibility or is it solely Peter's responsibility to be like, I should, okay, I, I say this in a way that sounds very biased, but I should just stop cheating and just settle for whatever my wife is giving me. Like, who whose responsibility is it? So it's absolutely a collaborative effort here. Okay. Now, what, what first needs to happen is that Peter and Kiki, they need to figure out what is and isn't working in their relationship. Okay. Right? Because if Peter is stepping out on Kiki, but there's no work that Kiki needs to, to do, uh-huh. that's simply Peter saying, I'm bored. It's not you. I am now a place where I want something different in my life. What worked for me, maybe when we got married five years ago, maybe I've evolved and right. haven't evolved with me. You haven't changed. You're exactly who I married, but I no longer desire what I married. Okay. Right. So is it really a Kiki issue or is it a Peter issue? That's the first thing that needs to be established. Okay. So Kiki may be giving him the exact same sex or not giving him the same sex that was required from John. Gotcha. And it's not her fault that she didn't change and he did, but maybe he needed her to change and didn't communicate that with her. Gotcha. So okay. it's, it's, if we start with, well, where's the actual issue? Gotcha. Well, I don't know what the actual issue is. It's then a decision. Well, do I want to put this work in mm. to to meet Peter's needs or not? Mm. And it's hard to say if, and that's really a Kiki choice. Right. Okay. Kiki can absolutely say, um, that's not my responsibility to, mm. to make you whole. Mm. Happiness starts with you first. Right. Me as, me as your partner I can't fully make you happy. Mm-hmm. That That's something you seek within. Right, right. I can do things to get light. I can make sure the meal is cooked that you want. Right. I can make sure that I'm using the fabric detergent that you prefer. Like, those are all little things that are external. Those are not things that actually you, that Peter can use to make himself happy. Right. So it, it depends. I think every relationship is different. Um, I I, I, it's, I don't know. It's hard to answer that. And as far as Bonquisha's role that she plays in this, I mean... She may be giving Peter what he needs in this moment. Mm-hmm. But again, it's another situation of a band-aid can't fix the broken leg. Right. So the right. issue still lies Peter. Right. What is broken for him? And he needs to be transparent with himself and everybody he's involving into this situation. Mm-hmm. And then make the ultimate decision. If if it really isn't working with Kiki, well, why haven't I left Kiki? Right. If this is really not where I want to be, then why right. just leave? Because divorce is legal. It's allowed. We're not in the days where if you get married, you can't reverse that. Right. I mean, that divorce is still an option. Right. So why are you still with Kiki mm. if she's not doing it for you? That part. That part. It's, it really comes back to Peter, the cheater. Peter, the cheater. The the pumpkin eater. Oh, he eating pumpkins out there, okay? All them pumpkin seeds. All them pumpkin Ow. He comes back with a little... <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but I do... Um. Yeah, it it goes like we talked about that where we said um, a man's not going to change. If a man, you could be the best woman on the planet. You could eat all the ass you want to eat, suck dick from the back. You can flip it and 
reverse it and all those things. Like if he wants it. to cheat, he's going to cheat, right? And so you he's not one of the requirements. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, but I, I'm saying to the extreme, a woman can do, go above and beyond the basics, right? And do all yeah. these things for their husband and he's still going to cheat. Maybe he didn't like the way you flicked your tongue on his booty hole and he want the way that Bokeisha why are, why trabones are it. Ass? I don't know. Because it's like the new thing nowadays. People eat it. Because Nicki Minaj is doing it. Just for it? Cardi B. Hey. Plus, uh, a song is out right now that everybody's play. I don't know. I feel like every song talks about eating ass. Hey. Okay. I should not jump in on that one. Um, But what I'm saying is, I said it to say, he going to cheat if he want to cheat, right? No matter what you're doing, no matter how good you're doing it, no matter how good of a woman you are, or how good of a sexual partner you are, a mother, all those things. If he wants to cheat, he's going to cheat. And like you said, it's a Peter, it's a Peter yeah. issue. So, um, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you have, to, like, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. Peter has to decide if he wants to stay in a marriage where he's not happy or fulfilled he has to decide if he wants to, to keep lying to his family. She's got to decide if she wants to keep accepting these lies or try to work on some stuff or if he wants to work yeah. on stuff. And it can't be a once like when you decide you want to work on something, it can't be a one sided thing. So maybe Kiki's like, I want to fix this. Let me hop up on a, the dick and do a, a hand split or a hand split. I don't know what the fuck that is. Why is it not? Because I feel like men cheat, it's always sexual. I don't know why. I feel like when men cheat, it's always sexual. So, I don't know. Okay. I will use another example of this guy who I okay. met back in 2015. Okay. A, uh, a, I think it was a Christmas party. Okay. Never, never knew him. Still don't really know him to this day. But it was one of those moments where we saw each other from across the room and we caught in each other's eyes. And eventually throughout the night, we mixed throughout the crowd until, you know, we're both reaching for the same chip. You know, we finally kind of found a way to, to bump into each other. Okay. Um, both physically found each other attractive and it was like, hey, what's your social media? So we started following each other okay. on whatever platform. And, you know, that was the end of it. Great night. So good to meet you. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's amazing. There's like this, this chemistry. It's like chemistry. <laughs> and so, fucking hate science. And so, um, and so, the, and so we, fast forward um i think we start inboxing each other and find out that he's married mm. and um and so i was like well you know that's a bummer i was like obviously this wasn't a question i asked you i didn't even notice you know if you were wearing a ring or not that'd be mm. kind of neither here nor there but bummer it nice to meet you you know and that's kind of it okay for me it's like it was really good to meet you i didn't realize you were married i hope that i didn't create any kind of disturbance and anything uh-huh. right um but to this day you know this this individual still you know, me for coffee i would love to see you again i just want to hug you i just think you're this and i just now mind you this has been going on at this point for at least eight years oh wow i've i've never met for the coffee never hung out in person um in the beginning it was like you know what you're you're cool you're a nice guy man i wish you had a twin because all these things i like about you However, you're you're married, and so there's that. Right now, in this relationship, I don't know what their issue is because gotcha. I don't care to ask. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why it doesn't work for you. It's not for me to figure out. But obviously, in all these years, 
something still hasn't been figured out because you still will occasionally check to see if my availability light is on at mm -hmm. one in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I see you're up. How are you? Right. I'm not. Bye. Good night. Well, and so it's just, I don't know. But I it's really a matter. I wonder if things like that are more of like primal needs. Like I need to chase. I've caught my wife. I, I no longer have to chase her. So then I enjoy this chase of trying to get something new. And maybe when he catches it, you know, like not that he would catch you, but like if a woman was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then it's no longer the interest there because the interest was the actual chase. The, the part of seeing if I still got it kind of a thing, the whole, mm -hmm. the stroke my ego because I've caught my wife. We've been together. I don't, she doesn't feel that, that need of me. Know, what point do you feel defeated though? I'm curious. Mm -hmm. You guys feel the, okay, I didn't win this one I, because it's been but eight years of no. That's what I'm curious. Like if, if the, if the attraction is the chase, mm -hmm. is the game ever over? Like when we think of a, a video game, you know, if you didn't defeat King Koopa, I don't know. That game is over. Me and my best friend, we played Donkey Kong and, until we beat it. And it wasn't over until you conquered it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's never an end until you actually mm. get it. But once you beat it, did you go back and keep playing it? No. Nope. Is, is the draw still the same? Nope. Right. So it's because you defeated it. Yeah. Not because you got defeated. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This is a, just throwing that out there. You know, maybe that's the situation, the scenario. We don't know. We don't know what's in men's heads. I'd love. We don't know. We would love to get some men's input, um, but I just I wish we could get a man on here to talk about why he cheats on his wife. Men, you listening? We will hold another episode. You tell us why you cheating on your wife. Period. But I will. I will say, um, uh, I had a whole story and I was gonna go somewhere with it, but I forgot it. Damn. Um, but no, I I do agree that there are some men that need affection, that need um, a different level of intimacy that they don't get there from their wives, and maybe. That could be because there are changes in their marriage or in, in their wife and they just don't acknowledge it. I know um, I had one one person that I had talked to before and he his wife had a baby and she changed. Her body changed. Her hormones changed. Her her level of irritation changed. She had postpartum depression. There was a whole bunch going on with his wife. And rather than saying, I hate who she's become because she's a totally different person and I don't like it because she wasn't pleasant and going out and cheating. He acknowledged and researched what was going on with her and then developed things that mm -hmm. he did for her differently to make her feel better. And so I wonder, mm. is it a matter of people just being lazy and not identifying like things happen, you know, to a person because of environmental situations, because of you know, having kids, job stresses, all those things. Get that water bottle and squirt that cat, girl. That sounded so nasty, it didn't it? I, it did. It, it is did. Yeah, y'all forget. Y'all forget. Nick B's got cats, and, and one of her cats loves to be on our podcast. I love Smoke Dog. Well, right now, he's being super cute. He's like mm, doing a little he's just cat being thing. Cute. I see. Yes, he he's doing a cat thing. When we talk about when way. we talk about ratchet ass stuff, that cat turned ratchet, and then when we talk about healing and being positive he's like okay we're cool let me be calm but no <laughs> but i do i do wonder if um what level of effort are people willing to put into identifying changes in their partner and helping mend those changes work towards those changes adjusting to those changes um yeah i don't know that's 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 absolutely tough i think that also comes back to um 
emotional maturity. Uh-huh. And just because anyone, men or women, are of a certain age mm. doesn't mean they have emotional maturity right. to to want to do the research mm-hmm. on on why things are or are not working. Right. I mean, just like there's plenty of men that counseling is not for them. They were right. used to seek therapy. Right. And what we have found is that therapy is um, a great tool for so many people, but specifically men, they push back on it more than women even. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's because they're uncomfortable with being in touch with themselves or, or what the case may be, right. but it really boils down to emotional maturity and right. what you're willing to to research, to understand, and to explain. Right. And, you know, this is a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And a lot of people would rather not be the problem. Somebody else is the problem. They'd rather That's be true. the victim. That's true. I do know that um, in in our separation, when I was when we were separated, I was highly encouraging my ex at that time to seek out therapy. There were things that I recognized in our marriage with that person that I knew he needed to address that was impacting our relationship. And during our marriage, he was so anti-counseling therapy. He did not think anything was wrong with him. He felt like he has dealt with everything because he was okay with it. You know, it didn't make him cry when he thought about traumas that he experienced in his life. So um, it wasn't one of those things that he felt like he needed to fix until we got separated, until we got divorced, where he was like, okay, well, here's the things that was wrong with me. I'm working on fixing those things. In my head, I'm kind of like, well, fuck you for not doing it when we were married, but whatever. But um, but I do think that independent therapies, counseling, life coaching, work on yourselves independently is so important in a marriage because you can't be a collective unit. You can't know what your triggers are. You can't know what things that make you unhappy and how to how to handle those things without just giving up and doing stuff outside your marriage, without addressing your own traumas and triggers and and your own healing process. I think everybody has things from their childhood that they need to heal from. Advice that you might give to a couple who is married. Would mm-hmm. you recommend that they do therapy counseling or couples therapy counseling you know what i would i would recommend there are problems i would recommend a if you have the option to do therapy marriage counseling whatever prior to getting married if that's still an option it's on the table right now because you're not married yet definitely do that because you're going to be able to communicate things with a third party in there that's going to ask questions that you might not have thought to ask um you're going to identify ways to communicate ways that you're going to also identify how each other communicate because you're in there talking about things that you don't necessarily talk about just independently of a third person being there. Um, And you're going to see how your partner handles tough topics or how they handle being able to communicate things that are difficult. You know, you're going to see that prior to getting married and you're going to get tools that are going to help you address those things when it happens in your marriage. Now, if you are already married and you have not done counseling, I highly recommend seeking out marriage counseling when you're in a good space because why wait till there's a problem when you're having a problem and you go to therapy you are looking for another person to validate your feelings and not to actually help you heal and i think when you are in a good space i say it's being proactive it's not because you have an issue it's because you're like hey we're married we know that at some point things are going to get difficult we know that we're going to change as people in a marriage so why not go and have this talk with somebody so we can identify tools that we can take with us in the event or when stuff gets tough, because stuff is going to get tough. So I recommend yeah. seeking out. I think it's good to just do it. Like, 
not when things get bad, but when it's good, because you're going to have an open mind. You're not going to be coming from a different place because once things get bad, you're going to be talking over each other in therapy. You're going to be looking for the therapist to be on your side. You're going to feel mad when they don't agree with you. You're going to feel some kind of way. And it's not always effective when you're arguing or when you're in a bad place. Um, however, you get to a bad place and you want to work on your marriage. That That's the key thing, too. You have to want to work on your marriage. If you get to a place where you guys are in a bad spot, you guys are not getting along, you guys are not communicating, you're sleeping in separate rooms or whatever the situation is, and you decide to go to therapy, it only works if you guys both want it to work. If one person's going just yeah. to appease the other person, it's not going to work. And so that so it sounds like you're saying it's it's ideal to be proactive rather than reactive. Absolutely, because reactive is you get to a place of dissonance, you get to a place of resentment, you're like you're angry. You want to be heard. You want to be validated. And everything that a person says to you, you're going to be defensive to it because you feel right. You feel unheard. You feel like this situation is not my fault because I've done X, Y, and Z and they haven't seen it. And so you're you're not coming from a place of let, let me hear what my partner has to say. Let me let me validate how they're feeling when they're angry at me right now because I'm angry and I need the validation first. Like it's just a totally different space that you come from when you're upset rather than when you're like I want to be proactive it's just like at work yeah. like you know when you have a work conflict that you know you have a situation you got to go to HR you're like damn I want I want to I want to validate my point I want to make sure that you hear what I'm saying so I'm not wrong like you said nobody wants to right. be wrong in the situation so you know having those tools and trainings from work you know work work sessions and all those things before shit hits the fan is always better than doing yeah. it afterwards Exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope we answered the the listener questions or points today. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, I think knowing your role, if you're going to engage in the, the relationship with somebody who's married, know your role. Don't expect too much. So you're um, out outside of that marriage. Don't don't expect too much out of that person. You have a place, and you're still in a, you're still in a, a still showed you who they are. That part. Yeah. Don't have high expectations. Um, seek counseling before things get bad. Uh, be honest with your partners. Um, ask yourself why you even want to entertain someone who's in a relationship. Right. Why? Why are you why entertaining that? Why are you entertaining that? Why are you being entertained? Yeah. Like if, if your goal is to have non-committal relationships, why not seek out somebody who's not in a relationship to just have a non-committal relationship with? Right. Just be a friend to benefit. That part. That part. Like, and benefit could be more than just sexual. It could be, you know, whatever benefit from that relationship. Just there's plenty of people who are single to go be that benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nick B, as a person who's never been married, what advice do you have for somebody who is looking to get married? Uh, who's looking at married? Or, you know, I mean, uh, like you're dating for the purpose of getting married at some point. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Person who's dating for the purpose of getting married, which I hope that's the reason why you date. You know, date. Um, I think people have a misunderstanding of what dating is. Uh -huh. They think that dating is just because you want to be on a continuous something with somebody. I don't know, but I try to tell people that it's okay to date, uh -huh. and dating doesn't make you committed. But the act of dating is to figure out what you like and what you don't like in somebody right, right take the time to date someone and to learn them before deciding someone you want to like commit to mm -hmm. uh i always i always ask the person i'm seeing within 
the first week to two weeks of vetting them, of getting to know them, mm-hmm. how single are you? Mm. Single has different levels to it, right? Right. And does anybody else think that they're in a relationship with you? Right. That sort of thing. And the level of how single are you is a very interesting question because there is single and I'm not seeing anybody else. Mm-hmm. There is single because I just ended a relationship last week. Mm. Still not quite single. There's still a lot of loose ends to that. Yeah. There is um, single, but I have a baby mom who is, she is working on getting back together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because I'm not doesn't mean she isn't, though. She's a factor. Um, and so it's like, yeah, how single are you? And right. I found some people are not single at all. They're like, oh, not only am I not single, I'm actually married. That part. <laughs> so <laughs> so asking asking a really uh black and white question yeah don't ask questions that allow a lot of essay and room for gray right you know? are you part. single yes or no that part um are uh, that's just that's really important and, and date yeah. it's okay to date it's okay to be a, a bitch you later that doesn't mean that you know there's anything wrong with dating yeah i love it i love it i think we should continue this conversation on social media we asked a couple questions on how do you know if your spouse is cheating on you? So I would love for our listeners to chime in on that. But Nick B, how can they find you? Yes. So, of course, I can be reached at any Dirty Roses podcast platform. I read all your comments. I respond. Feel free to hit me up there. Or, of course, I can be found on Instagram at Nick B underscore Nick B. And that's Nick with a K. Lee where can our listeners find you? You all can find me everywhere um, at Lee Larie, L-E-I-G-H-L-A-R-I-E on all social media platforms. And again, like Nick B said, Dirty Roses Podcast on all social media. You can also go to our website, DirtyRosesPodcast.com. You can listen to all of season one, catch up on season two, and leave us a review, ask us questions, and we'll address them, hopefully either social media or on a show. So we look forward to chat with y'all some more later. Get dirty. Ow. Not too dirty. Stay married and dirty. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. We'll catch y'all later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.